Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're talking about all the topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can be lonely and isolating, which is another reason why we're here to help moms like you know that you're not alone. Now, it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor or healthcare provider with any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about all things pregnancy and life as a mom. So let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to That Pregnancy Podcast. This week, we are talking about five things we love about ourselves since becoming mom. If you are looking for any pregnancy, prenatal, postpartum uh, resources, feel free to head over to our website, www.bestlifemomsclub.com. And we have, go to the resource section and we have a ton of free resources there to help you along the way. And if you're looking for more support beyond free resources, which are fabulous, but let's be honest, more support is always better. Head on over and check out our mommy mentorship program. We would love to have you. We are looking for new mommies to come in and join us. It is a great experience. So now, Amanda, things that we have loved about ourselves since becoming moms. That's a really big kind of concept because for a lot of women, I think most women, there's also a very big struggle when becoming a mom because you kind of have this feeling of, or at least a lot of people have this feeling of losing who they are. There's a sense of loss of identity. Well, there's definitely a change that occurs, but you can either look at it as loss of identity or an evolution of who you are, right? Oh, because wow. <laughs> That's a a big like mic drop just within the first couple minutes of the episode. I have to say that is a really, really great way to like set your mind to something like this. It's true though, right? Because like, think of your life, think back on your entire life. You have evolved as a person. You started off as a baby, moved to a toddler, a a child, a preteen, a teen, a young adult, right? Like it's all an evolution of who you are. Like everything you do every day is an evolution. And, you know, motherhood is the same thing. Like when you birth a baby, you birth a mom, right? And I don't necessarily think everyone thinks that way, but it's definitely the truth. Uh, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. There, you, You're right. When you birth a baby, you birth a mom because- it's almost like symbolically, like you're becoming this new woman and this new person. Um, You're absolutely right. But I, wow, I'm still, I'm still reeling from that evolution rather than loss phrasing, because like that really is a huge mindset piece. But it's all the way, it's all the way you look at life, right? Like you can either see it as you've lost something or you can look at it as you you're gaining and you're evolving. So you're right. right. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, like if they're, if we're doing a quote of the episode, that is it already. (laughs) (laughs) So gold star to you. Um, So like, what is, 
one of the things that you love about yourself since becoming a mom? Well, I think first we should just just let everyone know that when we came up with these five things separately, we had we had many that overlapped. So this is kind of like a combined effort as to five things that we now love about ourselves. Yeah, you're right. So the first one that we came up with, which I kind of think is probably the most important, is you called it confidence and I called it, I don't care what people think, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yes. It's, it's the exact same thing, right? Like I think, I think before I had kids, I was always fairly confident, but like I did kind of care what people thought, right? I wanted people to see me in a certain way. And I think now I don't really care what people think because I know that I'm a, a kind person. And like when I do things, I do try to consider other people's feelings. And when I wake up in the morning and I do my hair and makeup or I don't do my hair and makeup, you know, I do it for me. I don't do it for other people. So I really don't care if mo if kids see me and go, oh, she's wearing mom jeans and has a side part, which if you follow along on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't really care if that's how teenagers see me or whoever sees me, right? Because that's how I want to dress. I will say I will not give up my side part. I will not. I refuse. I don't care what people say. Like you said, I refuse to give up my side part. I look good with it. The center part is not meant for my face at all. It's just, don't get me started on this stupid side part, middle part. I'm sorry. The middle part just doesn't work for me. I'm keeping my side part. Sorry. I, I and, and I'm going to keep my skinny jeans too, right? Like wear what works for you, wear what's comfortable for you. It took me decades to get the confidence to wear skinny jeans. So also for the fashion to come around for them, but also to get my butt in them. So like, yes, I'm not giving up my skinny jeans either. I don't care. That's just it. Like, I don't know. I think ever since I became a mom, like there's just this confidence where I'm like, who cares what anyone else thinks? What matters is what I think, right? Yeah, my, my confidence of like, you know, I, since becoming a mom, I've, I've become confident in a way that I never would have thought. And I think this kind of stems back, like for me personally to like my childhood and how, you know, um, my experiences as a child. And I, and I think a lot of that has shaped me and it's hard not to, I was, I was mercilessly bullied, um, for most of my education career starting from grade two all the way through high school and then even in teachers college there was issues and of um assault and stuff so like that has shaped me as a person but it also in not necessarily in a positive way all the time and like you said like the people pleasing and making choices for other people when you don't necessarily want to do it that has always been present in my mind of like well, if I'm going to do this, how, what are people going to think about it? But like, since becoming a mom, I have, it's hard to say, cause like, yes, I second guess myself in my, my decisions with like regards to parenting and, you know, food, you know, choices that I make with regards to the kids. But I also don't, if that makes sense, because I, 
I'm able to have the confidence to make a decision and know what I stand for and then pursue that. You know, yes, there are situations where I'm like, oh, do I call the doctor? Do I, don't I? Like, do I give medicine? Do I not? Like, you know, there's those things. But overall, I would say that the confidence for me is like, yes, I can make a decision and I stand by that decision because I know who I am. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. There's always going to be kind of the wondering what to do when it comes to kids. So that's, you know, not necessarily a confidence thing. That's just a mom thing. That's like, just what, 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 what's the best option out of these options in front of me, right? Yeah, welcome to motherhood where you don't know your answer. <laughs> I think for me, the confidence comes from like, you know, not caring if the house is super clean and still inviting people over. Right. Like, we've talk- and we've talked a lot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, even like when I was in university, my house was like immaculate. And um, my roommate from university, her boyfriend would come and like put things out of place just to see if I would like realize that it was a place like we just kept our house clean. Right. Anyways, like my house, ever since I had kids, like it slowly has just become chaos. And like when Keith isn't home now, I always say like I have like three little tornadoes going around destroying my house faster than I can clean it. Right. And then at night I'm exhausted, you know, or like some nights we record the podcast. I edit the podcast. We do our mommy mentorship group. Right. Like all things that. I do because I love them, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, my hobby. Right. But then like the other nights, you know, I'm trying to catch up on stuff and you're tired because you're a mom. So like I have the option pre COVID of like saying, Hey friend, come over. My house is a bit messy or like killing myself trying to keep it immaculate. So yeah, I just, there's things like that, that I care, but I don't care. Right. Yeah. And for me, the confidence piece is like standing by what I'm knowing that I'm capable enough to make my decision and stand by it and that it's the right decision for me. That's my, that's where the confidence kind of perspective comes for me. Not, I agree. I I'm right there with you where it's like the screw you. I don't really care. Um, Although I will say like when my mother-in-law uh, comes, I do clean my house, but, but, um, yeah, like the, you know, having friends over because I know that right now, like the friends that are coming over are in the same situation and the same like season of life. So they're going through the exact same thing. And it's refreshing to see somebody else who's like, sorry, my house is a mess, but I really wanted to see you pre COVID. Um, because then, like you said, it kind of gives that freedom of like, oh yes, thank goodness. I'm not the only one who doesn't want to clean my house. But there's that too, right? Like chances are if you're thinking or feeling some way, other moms like in the same boat as you are thinking and feeling the same way too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like to go over to a mom's house where like everything is like perfect. You're like, oh my gosh, like how is everything perfect when like, you know, I have trouble cleaning up after dinner type thing, but it is what it is. And you're right. It's a season of life. So, um, but the thing is, I don't think the the confidence will go away like you know your confidence to like kind of make the decisions and my confidence just to not care what people think don't think that's going away so no I don't think so like because that's who I am now right? yeah like 
Yeah. You're, so. you're stronger, right? Yes. It's the evolution. That's right. And the thing is, like, I always didn't completely care what people thought. Like, I wasn't one of those people that ran around going like, oh, you know, I really care what this person thinks. But like, at the back of your mind, you did a little bit, right? And I think like social media is terrible for this, right? Like, you know, social media, ugh, it's a beast of its own. But like, you know, everyone's kind of showing you themselves with their best foot forward and you feel like you're not up to par, right? But the thing is, like, it's just kind of like, screw it. Like, I don't know. I just don't care. So. You don't, we don't have the time. <laughs> exactly. Or the energy. I just want to go to sleep. Exactly, right? <laughs> like, choices. Like, you know, vacuum the house or have a nap. I choose nap. Anyway, so number two. Kind of for me, something that stood out for me is like, motherhood has made me the healthiest I've ever been probably in my life. And it's created this healthy space for me. Um, and I know like, this is probably more specific to me, uh, as opposed to you. Um, but like, obviously like we're on this journey and my journey of motherhood, you know, started with a miscarriage, which then led me to this health kind of like realization of like some health issues and like potentially being told, like being told that I had PCOS and then me after that fact being like, okay, I need to do, you know, trying to get pregnant and struggling with the, my fertility, but then also trying to solve that problem. I gave up sugar and I stopped eating sugar and cut that out of my life. And, and that is like really the central piece that has created this healthy space for me in the sense that like, you know, I, I started being aware of like food as energy rather than like, um, just, you know, you know, just food, but then also like, uh, for me connecting like my emotional eating and how like food reflects my emotional state. So reflecting on that and building and, and growing in an emotional sense and figuring out how to manage emotions more in a more healthy way. Um, is just like motherhood has forever changed my entire lifestyle. Not just the fact that I have kids, but just in like my eating habits and my kind of viewing of food and like so for me that has been such a monumental shift and change in the best way possible that I couldn't ignore that as a, a topic of discussion for this because for me it has changed everything yes I lost some weight but that was not the goal right the goal was to be healthy so that I could get pregnant which worked and happened, but it was also a lifestyle shift. So it's changed everything that I do in my life. I feel for the better. Peter, you know, he misses having cookies in the house, but he'll get over it. He can buy his own cookies. <laughs> I didn't have any big health changes going into motherhood. I will admit that the health change for me has been not working out, which I did pre having babies. But I do run around after kids all day. So, you know, it's probably about the same. And working out again is actually on the agenda for the coming year. We're uh, doing some renos around the house. So there'll be an area for our treadmill. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like even for me, like the healthy space and like the losing weight and stuff, that 
it was all done in a very health mind frame and state of mind where, cause I've talked about my disordered eating in a past episode and how I struggled with that and even struggled with it when I was pregnant, but like with making the health decisions that I made after my miscarriage and by giving up sugar, I have been in the healthiest mind frame that I've ever been in. Um, especially with my relationship with food. So working out and I've talked about it before and like in jokes and comments and stuff that like working out is not what I do. It's not mentally healthy for me, but it's also not something that I enjoy. So I, you know, whatever, I'm not going to like, it's not that kind of healthy. It's definitely a, a mental health space where I've been healthy as well since becoming a mother. So then on to number three, which is I love my body more since I've become a mom, which sounds crazy because like before we had kids, like I was in good shape. I was, you know, weighed in the range that was a healthy range for me. You know, I loved my body then. And now that my belly button's all warped and there's loose skin and I'm not quite as petite as I used to be, I actually love my body more, which sounds kind of crazy. But like, how can you not love your body more after giving birth to humans, right? Like, and I, Keith and I have had the discussion around my body, especially after I had the boys, because I was always afraid, like, what if he doesn't like me or find me attractive, right? Which I think is very, very common, Um Absolutely. For new moms, right? Yeah. And so we had like this big discussion around it. And, uh, but he's like, you know, I love you. I love your body. Your body like gave birth to like at that time, the two boys, right? And uh, so that kind of helped me because I knew that I knew that it didn't impact him the way I was thinking it might impact him. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of had to re-fall in love with my body a little bit, but I actually love my body more than I did before. And I said to Keith, this was actually right before COVID, COVID came around, like, I'm to the point now where like, I'm like, I could wear a bikini again. And it's not that I have the bikini body that everyone thinks of when, when you think of wearing a bikini because my belly button's warped and there's still some loose skin. But this goes back to number one, where I don't care what other people think. So, you know, if I want to wear a bikini, then I wear a bikini for me, right? Like Keith still finds me attractive wearing a bikini. So, you know, he's the only person that I need to find me attractive. So you're absolutely right. Like I also, and this is one that we overlap. Like I also have this like confidence in my body that I, I never ever thought would be possible, but I also have this appreciation for my body too. Right. And this kind of connects back to like my last comment about not being in a healthy space with my body or, you know, mentally like approaching myself. And, and so like motherhood and giving birth to my three kids has given me this amazing confidence, but, and it was just like, it's so empowering because it's like, holy crap, I grew and birthed three babies and like that's when you think about that like you grow a human like that's insane and then your body does all these crazy things like shifts its organs for you like for this baby and then like you have the power to just like 
push it out in whatever way you do it. And then all of a sudden you, you have to like, you're in charge of it. You have to give it, you literally give it life and then you give it life. Right. And help it grow. And, but it's also so empowering too. Like I, I just like never thought I never got the concept of like feeling empowered in my body. And then I became a mom and it's just like, holy crap, like I did this and I did it really well. Like, yes, my kids didn't, you know, two of my three kids were born early, but like who's nitpicking, (laughs) but like, you know, but like I did it well, I have three kids. Like that's, that's amazing. And, and the fact that I was able to do it is something that I had, I, I never thought I would be able to do, I wanted to, but because of like growing up, my, my cycles were just so irregular and just so non-existent. There was always a question in the back of my head of like, am I going to be able to do this? Is my body really going to be able to do this no matter how badly I want it? And then I had the miscarriage and that threw everything into like turmoil and trying to figure it out. And, and then I was like, yeah, I can do this and became empowered. And then like with what you had said about you being in a space where you feel like you could wear a bikini again and confident, also not caring. I've also, I've worn like since having Freya, like I wasn't Freya was Finn. I bought my first bikini and I wore my first bikini. I've, I've worn tankinis, right? Like I, that's kind of was my bathing suit of choice, but um, because it hid more, right? But I bought my first bikini Granted, it was high-waisted, but it was more comfortable. Um, But it was a bikini, and I wore it for the last two summers since Finn was born. And there was a piece of me that was like, you know what? I've always envied seeing, like, plus-size, curvy women wearing bikinis on the beach. I'm always like, oh, I wish I could be like them, like, have that confidence. And I was like, you know what? Like you said, like, I don't know these people. Who cares what other people think when they see me on the beach? Like, I don't, they're, what are they going to do? Like, they can't, they're, if they say something to me, like, whatever, I'm never going to see them again. But then there was another piece too, that especially with Freya, when I had Freya, everything kind of shifted. Cause I was like, I, I want, I don't want her to feel like I felt growing up. Right. I, and so I kind of had to like, I made this decision that I was going to buy a bikini and I was going to wear it and I was going to wear it with confidence because I wanted Freya to see her mom confident in every situation and happy and content and confident in her body that she has. That, that isn't necessarily the thinnest body around. Um, and so like, even when I'm on the beach in my bikini and I'm like, I have that moment of like, I wish I didn't have my like mom pouch or I wasn't so flabby or the cellulite on my thighs or my bum. I'm like, I have to check myself because I'm like, okay, it doesn't matter. Like you said, nobody's there to like judge you. Ultimately, nobody looks at me. I have three kids. Nobody's checking me out. Right. Like, or like, that's true. When I was a <laughs> yeah. Nobody's checking me out. I'm not going there to pick anybody up. And so I have two kids. I'm not, they're not looking at me and uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to be confident and I'm going to wear something cute so that Freya can see, see her mom happy and having fun and comfortable in every situation and that was a choice that I actively had to make especially with the bikini because I've always wanted a bikini but I've never had the confidence to do it 
Well, and I think you're right. Like when it comes to our children, like male or female, like they kind of do need to see us confident in ourselves in order for them to be confident in themselves. Right. And, you know, I think nowadays, and even when we were young, people and kids struggle with things like that. Right. And, you know, there's bullying and teasing and, and, you know, you carry those things with you. Like, I remember, this is funny, girls making fun of me when I was like in grade three, probably saying that I looked like a boy and I totally didn't look like a boy, but like I carried that with me. And so I th- thought that I was like unattractive until I went to university weird day eh? and then all of a sudden like guys would like hit on me and I'm like oh I guess I'm not bad looking after all right but like it's amazing how what people say or do can impact you and as I've gotten older and especially becoming a mom like I just I don't care right like you're right it's that kind of confidence piece that comes out and when it comes to your body like I think it is important to fall in love with your body once you become a mom, because, you know, it is a big shift and a big change. And every time you have a baby, your body is different, right? Like, you know, maybe you didn't get stretch marks the first time, but the second time you did, or maybe you did get stretch marks the first time and, you know, your body shifted again the second time, right? Like it's always different. So it's definitely important to kind of, fall in love with your body all over again yeah and with that being said like I'm not gonna lie like are there times where I'm like uh I have wishes about that different changes in my body could happen like you know I'm currently breastfeeding for the third time I know that when I finish breastfeeding my boobs are going to be non-existent again because my boobs have deflated after I finish after I wean my boobs deflate. I become more and more flat chested. Granted, like I still have my boobs there. They're just not perky. They're saggy, right? Like they're, they're not pre breastfeeding boobs. And I'm going to tell you, I had a great set of boobs before I had Freya. Like they were perky and awesome. And I loved them. And I was very proud of them. Not that I would show them off, but like, I, you know, they were a good asset for me. Like now, do I look at myself sometimes in the mirror and look at my bra and be like, where did that gaping hole happen that used to have boob there? You know what I mean? Like they're deflated. So do I wish sometimes that my boobs were, you know, fuller? Have I thought about getting like a breast lift a little bit? Because let's be honest, they're saggy. Like they are lower to the ground than they were before. Yeah, absolutely. Do I wish sometimes that my belly didn't jiggle as much? Absolutely. I, we still have those insecurities that are just natural to anybody, to any human, right? Those physical insecurities, but it's the confidence to overcome those and not dwell on them and just be like, okay, you know, my, my mom pouch, you know, I, after having three kids, do I have a mom pouch that's more pronounced now? Absolutely. My solution, high-waisted pants, high-waisted compression underwear, right? Like there's a way to work around it and find your confidence. So I think it's important to say like, we still have those insecurities about our bodies. It's just, you know, the confidence not to dwell and stay on those. Going into number four, which kind of goes along the vein of, you know, being appreciative and empowered by our bodies 
I, I, as a mother have found, and since becoming a mother have found, uh, I've become more grateful for the simple things around me. Um, I'm talking silence. I'm talking like smiles, nature, like family. These are things that I didn't, you know, I enjoyed, but I didn't see the value in them. And so like, let's talk about silence. As a mom, there's nothing more precious than silence. You know, you get those five minutes of silence where you can just decompress. And it's just like, there's something so peaceful and serene and just like rejuvenating of having some silence as a mother. And I never realized that and like the power of silence. Um, I don't know about you, but like I've become so grateful for nature. If only to be a source of entertainment and something to do with my kids that is, you know, a way to explore, to learn, to grow, but also to exhaust them so that they can come back and be tired <laughs> so they can go to sleep. So I can get some of that silence. <laughs> um, like it's just the little things. And then there's, you know, all like jokes aside, but like being grateful for family and smiles since becoming a mom, I never really understood like the heart stopping, like heartwarming power of a smile that comes from your child. Like your baby, when they look at you and they bust out into that like big toothless grin, there is just something that is just like so bucket filling. You know what I mean? Like where you just like, I'm complete when I look at you and I see you smile. Like there's just... I've never been grateful for something like that before. So for me, like I started to practice like mindfulness and like meditate and stuff probably when I was in my 20s. Oh, maybe even late teens. Oh, wow. You were yeah. involved. So like, yeah, when I was in university, I became very mindful of things and the surrounding and doing things and people. Um, and like, by being mindful, like you can kind of, uh, you kind of sear things in your mind, right? Like your baby giggles or like, you know, your baby's being little. For me, like I know like memories of my grandfather, this is like not baby related, but I'm taking it back. So like, uh, I have very clear memories of like conversations and stuff because I was like mindful of them at the time. Right. And so he's been gone for like 12 years now, but I've done the kind of the same things with the kids, like ever since they were babies. So like there are moments that I'm very, I try to be mindful all the time, but like there's specific moments that I try to be extra mindful. So they're kind of like, stored in that memory bank if that makes sense and so I think by basically what you're talking about is mindfulness and being mindful of kind of the little things because when you are mindful of the little things they become kind of heightened so like being out in nature like you can be very mindful when you're out out in nature yeah or like the silence of the house or like even like when you're like playing with your baby and your baby's giggling like I always say I would love to bottle like my baby's giggles like when there's teeny tiny and they start giggling like there's nothing cuter than that 
So like just being very mindful so that like you can be mindful in the moment and then you can be mindful to create that memory. You are such an evolved woman. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm evolved. From such a young age, like you're just, it's just like, yeah, I. My mom is a therapist. That's true. That probably, yeah. Sometimes like when we've got friends, you know, my mom, they're like, that's a Sherry Maxwell. Yeah, 100%. My mom would say. Yeah, that's 100%. Yeah. Oh yeah. That sounds like Sherry Maxwell. Yeah, you're right. No, that's true. But putting the term mindfulness is a very, is a good way to put like, connecting it because then it can apply to other spaces beyond and other realms beyond your role as a mother yeah but that's exactly what you were describing though right like being mindful of the little things that are actually really important yeah I was not mindful of that when I was younger and I don't think I was as aware of it pre-babies as I am now because I'm able to be fulfilled by, you know, those laughs, those smiles, you know, silence, sleep, as opposed to, you know, trying to keep up with, you know, things that cost money or, you know, kind of living that materialistic lifestyle. And not that I was overly materialistic, I think, or if I, like, I didn't have the, let's be honest, I, when you're younger, you don't have the money to be materialistic usually. So like, I didn't, wasn't like that, but I don't think I was as mindful as I am now for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. It's funny for me, uh, going to university, my cousin gave me kind of like a mindfulness pep talk almost about going in and having those four years. And like the same thing could be said about having a baby. Like, you have one year of having a baby, right? Like, and there will be times where you are sitting there and you haven't been sleeping very well and you're tired and you want to cry and stuff. But then there'll be other times where, you know, it's absolute joy and you kind of have to be really mindful in those moments where it was bringing you lots of joy because your baby is only a baby for a year. And although when you're in it, it feels like a while, it's such a short time. Right. And then, you know, your kids grow. Right. And then you have the toddler phase for like two years. And I know for me right now, Caroline is like two and a half. So I've got like six months left of the toddler phase. And I am like soaking up every snuggle she will give me because there's, you know, there's baby snuggles and there's toddler snuggles. And then once they're a kid, they might still want to snuggle you. Like the boys still snuggle me all the time, but like, it's different. Right. It is it, so. it is different, but and I completely hear you on that because with Maeve, I'm I'm having a hard time admitting that it, she could is most likely our last child, even though we haven't made that decision. But Peter's pretty set on we're done. But I haven't. That's a hard pill for me to swallow. Uh, but I am being more mindful and more aware of savoring, you know these newborn moments and because as I'm struggling on acknowledging it there's a very good chance that she is our last newborn and I love the newborn phase as hard as it is and the struggles that it goes with excuse me um I still do love the newborn phase I know you're not a fan but um I just 
I'm really trying to savor and be present and be mindful of these newborn, like the cuddles and the smells and the sounds and, and just the time with the newborn, because I, I can't even articulate it because it makes me so sad. It's slow and it's fast all at the same time. And then, right? you know what? I, you're absolutely right. And I feel like I can't believe that Maeve is already 10 weeks old. Like, I can't believe that. But it also gets faster with every baby you have, too. Yeah, because there's so much going on, right? Mm -hmm. So like when you have multiple children, I think it's important to be more aware of being mindful. It's like an awareness of being mindful so that you can, you know, enjoy these little things as a new, at, like in whatever phase you are in, because life is just busier when you have multiple children, like, and things fly by. Uh, it's like a blink and a blink of an eye. And I was like, Peter was just saying, like, he's like, I cannot believe that Maeve is 10 months, 10 weeks old already. Like he said, it, it, it blows my mind. It feels like just like yesterday that we were in the hospital or she well, wasn't you even here. You mentioned being present. And I think that's a big piece of it too. Like with technology and stuff, like it's very easy for us to be distracted. Like, I'm not even talking about giving the kids iPads or letting them watch TV or whatever, but like us as parents can be really distracted. And I know like for me, I've worked really hard not to be on the phone all the time, like looking stuff up or, you know, on Instagram or social media. Like I've always made a point to put the phone usually on the fireplace mantle so I can still hear it if someone sends me a text message or whatever and everyone always jokes I'm the worst person to get back to them because I'm not always on my phone but I've really tried to be present right and uh, yeah I'm on my phone a little bit but I'm hoping that like because I'm present I can be more mindful while I'm present and it all goes hand in hand it does go hand in hand. You're right. So for number five, I have, I cut myself more slack now that I'm a mom. And so this kind of goes back to the, I don't care what people think thing. <laughs> We're going full circle here. Um, <laughs> like I cut myself more slack in the sense that like my house isn't as clean. Um, you know, I, don't necessarily do things that I used to do all the time like for example like back in the day like my toenails were always painted I love doing my toenails yeah they're painted but like you know they're not painted as often type thing right so like totally cut myself some slack when it comes to things like that same with like haircuts like I would get my haircut every every three months and now like it's when I can do it type thing man I, I used to love getting pedicures too. And Peter actually was like, cause I was telling, I was saying to the kids, I was like, Oh, we should, you know, do and uh, have a, make a salon as like one of our activities during the day and do some nails. And um, they were super excited. And Peter was like, Oh, Oh yeah. Like, you know, mommy used to get her, her nails, her, her toenails done. And I was like, it's been so long. So the last time I was going back to work after Finn was the last pedicure I got. And so I've been doing them myself since. Yeah. So like cutting yourself slack for kind of your 
you know, the luxuries that you have and, you know, the upkeep. Well, yeah. Well, just the, it's not like you completely let yourself run down, but like, there's only so much you can do and you kind of have to work within your parameters. Right. So like, you know, I kind of thought like I would be this like super put together mom with a perfectly clean house. Totally not the way it is. Right. Like, uh, you know, I'm not as put together as I used to be, but I also don't wear like dress stuff like I used to, to go to work either <laughs> because I don't, don't go to work anymore but um you know like it was pretty common for like Keith to come home and I would be like cleaning the bathroom in like my work clothes right like and I would wash them and stuff afterwards obviously but like you know I was like trying to do all this stuff at once and we had a clean house and you know I would dress nice and my hair was like nice and yeah it just it's my hair is different now I know Katie got the mom haircut, as Peter likes to call it, like the bob, right? I will give him credit. He only said it once and he didn't, as since in many conversations after to explain why that was kind of a jarring comment for him to say in not the right moment, um, he... He didn't say it as a negative. It was no, no, no. I know. Yeah. But I, but like, yes, he did call it a mob cut. But yeah. And it was the wrong time to say it because I was still in shock. But I will say, like, yeah, like that was a big thing. Like, I cut off my hair, and that was my identity. I was talking with my brother, and I, and he was talking about my hair. And I said, like, that was a big deal because I have always had the identity of the girl with the really long hair. And he was like, yeah, like your hair was just like an an entity of itself. Like it was just so like voluminous and long. And, and I was like, yeah, because I was always known as the girl with the long hair. And I said like, this is a huge identity shift for me because I cut it all off. And yes, it's still, you know, to my shoulders, but it's, that was a massive change for me because I gave up, like I was altering the person I have always been and I feel so liberated by it I just yeah it is but but you've evolved yes you're right right. you evolved and do I cut myself slack absolutely like I've had to cut myself slack we've talked before about picking your priorities of what makes you feel good right so like the makeup thing is I still wear my makeup like today I was like I just I'm in the mood I put on a really bright lipstick this morning and like did full face yes did it take extra extra long time because I was doing it in between things yeah but I still put my like a face on and I had really bright bright like kind of purple like fuchsia lipstick on and that makes me feel really great because I was just like I want to wear it today did I leave the house today no did I have a baby, like was Maeve strapped to my chest for most of the day? Yes. Was I covered in spit up? Yes. But I was rocking my lipstick. Those are the things that we do for ourselves, right? Absolutely. But like yeah. with the cutting the slack too, I've cut, I've had to cut myself slack in other ways of like dinner, for example, we were talking about this in our mommy mentorship group just last week during our live event that, you know, having to cut slack and kind of pick and choose where, what you need to cut yourself slack in spaces for. And for me, one of them was mealtime. I love to cook. And so dinner was always a mass, has always been a massive production for me because I always felt like I, you know, I have the protein and a few really great sides and like a starch and 
it would not be uncommon to be in the kitchen for a couple of hours making a weeknight dinner. Was that feasible when I pre-kids? Absolutely. Have I had to alter significantly my expectation of what my dinners look like? Yes, especially now that Frey and Finn are older. Um, I've had to change my dinners, absolutely. But I've had to cut myself slack in that space. And it's been a learning evolution for me in that way. I feel like that's the term of, of the episode is evolution. But it was a really hard thing that I had to like kind of get used to and because I had to just be like, I cannot commit hours in the kitchen. Um, I need to simplify and cut myself some slack because I need that slack to feel better and get other things done and be less stressed. And ultimately motherhood is stressful. If you can reduce some of your stress that you're putting on yourself, then it, it is absolutely worth it. Are my meals still healthy? Yes, most of the time. Did we have A&W for dinner last week? Yes, we did. But, you know, I was cutting myself slack because it wasn't going to work. Everything in moderation anyways, right? Yeah. Yeah, for me, it, it hasn't been the dinners so much. What we did for a while was we had HelloFresh. And that's really helped me because I saved all the dinners we really liked. And... So now I have a list of what ingredients to buy and they're pretty easy to whip up. So that actually really helped me out. But for me, it's the house cleaning, like the housework. Like our house was always super clean and it's just, it's not as clean as I would like it to be. Is it a dump? No, it's not a dump, right? It's uh, still sanitary and stuff, but like it was pretty spick and span and... (laughs) It's still sanitary. Let's be. Yeah, yeah. But like there's there's toys like in the living room and like it's just right. It's, Kids live here. It's lived in. Yeah. Kids live here and it's going to be that way for quite a while. And that's okay. Yeah. It, but it is, I think there's kind of like a, a, a self-love, an empowerment piece and an evolution um, to cutting yourself some slack because you have to give yourself the permission to need the slack and be okay with the slack, if that makes sense. And you also need to know that like, this is just the the stage of life that you're in. Like eventually, will you be able to spend more time in the kitchen making dinner? Sure. Because you won't have to entertain your children. Eventually, will my house be cleaner? Sure, because the kids will have grown up a little bit and their toys won't be quite so large, right? They might be more into video games than, you know, playing house or dress up, right? So there'll be another shift and it'll be a new stage of life for us, right? But right now we're in the stage of life where we've got small kids and this is the way it is. And so you kind of have to cut yourself a little bit of slack. And like you said, rather than looking at a loss of identity, looking at it as a evolution of identity and that looking at it in a positive light and that evolution is something that is so powerful and such an amazing thing to be able to experience. Thank you for listening to this episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. 
We are at Best Life Moms Club. Until next time.